Gethin, you are the gift that keeps giving. Honest to God. From our studio located somewhere in the depths of the 614, here's your host, Rick Gethin. Welcome back for another show of the Cat Club Podcast. I am Rick Gethin. Today's show, sponsored by Randy Malloy and CD102.5, the alternative station. Josh Kibbe at Kibbe Context Entertainment, and Dan Cochran of Four String Brewing. Yes, we have three separate sponsors for today's show. They were also the main sponsors of the Birthday Bash held at the Big Room Bar on February 3rd. Great lineup. I have to thank the bands that were there. Illogic did a wonderful set. Lizard McGee from Earwig. We Are the Movies. Orion and the Constellations. And, of course, Red Skylark. We also released our 18-track compilation album of all local bands. It's available on Bandcamp right now. Just go to musicinmotioncolumbus.com and you can get your copy for just $10. All profits benefit musiclovesohio.org, a local charity that we're proud to be a part of. Guess what? I got a fever. And the only prescription is more cowbell. All right, on today's show, we got a special treat for you, kids. There's a lot, a lot, a whole lot of musical experience sitting right here in the Cat Club Podcast Studio. The members that are sitting here come to us from other bands. Their experience ranges from the Black Swans, Lollipop Factory, Knot Brothers, Perennial Rye, Jack Neat. They're amazing in their own right with this new band formed in 2015. They have a brand new, well, almost brand new album that was released just over a year ago. Of course, I'm talking about Bloodthirsty Virgins. Joining us in the studio, Nikki Wonder, Scott Gorsuch, and James Worcester. Welcome to the show, guys. <laughs> Thanks for having us. Yes. Um, I, I saw you for the first time live at uh, the Shrunken Head on the bill where uh, Mobile Home and Hell's Fire Centers. And it was that weekend in January this year that we just had that shitload of snow. <laughs> and it was cold as hell. Yes. Were you worried that evening, going into the evening, before you got there, that uh, the weather might be playing a factor and we might have an empty room? Uh, yeah, I mean, yeah, that, absolutely. That had to have been going through your mind. Yeah, yeah, pretty yeah. much. <laughs> yeah, you hit it. But it really was quite the opposite. I was surprised at how friendly that club was and how full it was. So. Yeah, it, it, yeah. it, it cozily filled up. Yeah. It wasn't packed, but it was it was cozy. <laughs> it was cozy. I like that. Um, now, for, for our listeners that don't know your music, I know how I would describe it, which is Ennio Morricone did all the soundtracks for all the spaghetti westerns that you, you know, love to hate. Um, but beyond that, I would mix it with maybe a little bit of Concrete Blonde, because Nikki, your voice totally reminds me of Jeanette. Um, just the same same lyrical qualities, um, and that and the way that you that you uh, present the the lyrics and the way you sing the lyrics, very much in the vein of, of how she did it. Um, but there's also kind of like a, a goth tinge to it too. Maybe a little bit of Nick Cave, Bad Seeds. Oh yeah, like uh, well for me anyway, just from the writing perspective. 
I mean, I was a goth kid, and I, you know, I've got that in the blood. So, I mean, you can try to not write like that, but you're still like you hear it in the back of your head all the time anyway. But, um, but yeah, thanks for that concrete blonde reference. But, um, but yeah, for me, it's it's really more like um, dramatic, like a theatrical explosion. I don't quite manifest it physically yet, although mm. I was just thinking about Peter Gabriel and thinking maybe I should start getting that a little out there. But um, Just I really don't shave your head and paint your, <laughs> paint your face with all the like stuff that he did back in the 70s there. Um, which, music was great, but Peter Gabriel was, he's always been a little, you know, flavored slightly over the yeah. edge um, that way. But the thing that really struck me with not only your vocals, but but coupled with the sound of the band. I mean, one, you're all tight. I mean, it's it's just musically you're really tight, so you can tell that there's there's experience, you know, on that stage. But the big thing to me was that it was you told a story. You know, whereas a lot of bands go up there and they play a set, and you know, your album isn't necessarily I wouldn't call it a concept album, but it still carried a theme that. You know, ups and downs throughout the whole thing and you wove it much better than a lot of other bands I've seen here locally. Wow. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. So how would you describe your music? Um, well, I just filled out a Conflest application so I had to describe it in three words and I said um, cinematic torch rock. That's how I described it. Ooh, I like that. Cinematic torch rock. <clears throat> yeah, I think there's a bit of bombastic quality to to our stuff and also um you know what a sound guy recently complimented us after a set was uh our kind of sense of dynamics and how we get real quiet and intimate and then really mm -hmm. uh loud and and uh full and i think we've uh we've you know we implement that appropriately that's one of the funnest things about about this band the way we do that stuff yeah <clears throat> I mean, you, you all, you look really comfortable on stage. You all kind of feed off of each other. You know, I mean, for a band that's been together for, well, at this point, three years um, now, I mean, is that the chemistry that you feel? I mean... <clears throat> I definitely feel chemistry. Uh, um, me, <laughs> I, I came into this band just before Bloodthirsty Virgins, uh, and we had a... I kind of, kind of wandered into a an a little acoustic trio at the time that they were doing, uh, mm. Scott, Nikki, and Tara, and um, played an upright bass. And you know, I kind of come from a more of acoustic bluegrass background, so that worked out well. Uh, but I think one of the things that keeps me really interested in this band is not only the chemistry and, and the friendships, but um, you know, playing electric bass with a drummer is kind of a new thing for me, and and it's really exciting. And I think uh, Nikki and Scott's uh, writing and and their way of uh, crafting songs is is really really interesting too. Excellent. James has a fuzz pedal now. James. Oh, he's like for the fuzz pedal. He's bringing yeah. the beast. Yep. <laughs> he's like tapping into some hidden and a sexy SG bass too. <laughs> He's, he's brought out the sex recently. We all don't know what to do with ourselves. Uh-oh. <laughs> Dripping with sexuality, kids. Watch out. <laughs> James James will transform you. But I'll tell you what. We need to play some music. And we're going to play uh, four songs today on the show. All from your debut full-length album. Self-titled, Bloodthirsty Virgins. Um, the whole album's fantastic. And I, I it took me a while to try and figure out which four tracks I wanted to play. But I, I figured today we would start off with a really neat track that kind of sets the tone for the way I want to go with the show today, the way I hope the show goes. <laughs> um, and we'll talk about it on the other side. But this is The Want of You by Bloodthirsty Virgins, and you're listening to it on the Cat Club Podcast. <laughs> Right. 
Want of You by Bloodthirsty Virgins. Nikki, your voice on that. I mean, Torch, yes, I can feel that. But it's just dripping with emotion. Wow. In that. <laughs> Thanks. You know. Yeah. So tell us a little bit about the song. Um, well, uh, the song is a little personal. Nobody knows that, but now they do. <laughs> now they do. <laughs> um, it's really about having a desire for something that you can't have. And how sometimes that is actually, even though it seems like something that's a good idea... Don't look at me that way. <laughs> or something that you want in your life that usually um, it's something that could really destroy what you have, right? Oh, you sure, know, sure. Temptation is just like this double-edged, like, gorgeous thing. And it's then, so much fun, but God. You know, but then there's going to be some consequence can, happening can there. can of worms gets open. That's you know. right. You really fuck it up. So yeah. it's, it's really all about that at the core. But then I wanted to try to... Uh, put some texture in there as far as stylistically going for that kind of Wild West vibe, but keeping honest with, you know, some of my background sure. style is like a, a jazzy punk singer. So it was hard to, just came out, just happened. From <sighs> jazz and punk to this awesome rock. Thank you. Yes, I, I think know. so. I don't, even know, I don't even know how to explain it. It's just, it's just amazing to me. Uh, but this music signifies that we have to take our first break. We're going to come back on the other side with more music. More stories from Bloodthirsty Versions. I'm Rick Gethin. This is the Cat Club Podcast. The competition has taken notice. Oh, my God. Good luck keeping up with us, <laughs> amateurs. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Hair Gel Overgeller. Mr. Hair Gel Overgeller. Less ambitious men stop with two-in-one shampoo. But you put in countless hours, tireless dedication, and a five-gallon drum of industrial adhesive. Sticky goo. Like a lacquered hedgehog or oily porcupine, what woman wouldn't want to run her fingers through your razor-sharp stalagmites of hair? Or is it stalactites? Wind, water, stray bullets, even repeated hammer blows. Nothing can muss your immovable mane. I've got a hair helmet. So crack open a nice cold Bud Light, oh master of the moose. And while you're at it, crack open another bucket of goo. Mr. Hair Gel over here. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. On the station with more hair, more flair, yet so debonair. That's right, kids. More hair, more flair, yet so debonair. And the hair is all Nikki today. Uh, in the studio with us, the Bloodthirsty Virgins, Nikki Wonder, Scott Gorsuch, James Worcester, I am Rick Ethan. This is the Cat Club Podcast. Uh, once again, thanks for being on the show today, guys. It's, uh, it's a pleasure having you on. Yay. Um, really, really loved your live set in January. Uh, at the Shrunken Head, which is a great little venue. God, it is. Yeah, I um, want to play there again. Lots of attitude in that room. It's yeah. really cool. Yeah, it has an edge. Yeah, but it's, but it's like it's like the undercurrent when you're in the ocean. It's not like an over the top, in your face type of edge. It's kind of yeah, kind of underneath. Exactly. You're not going to yeah. die. You're just going to feel a little danger. A little violated. <laughs> you know. uh, oh. One hand on your wallet. One hand on the family jewels, as the saying goes. Um, but I digress. As I said, the show goes off the rails at some point uh, during the show. Um, Scott, I wanted to ask you. I mean, you're a luthier, yes, um, and you have your own guitar company, Gorsuch Guitars. That is right. Um, tell us a little bit about your guitar because that that guitar that you played um, was just amazing to see. And I've seen it online. I've seen Thank pictures you. of it and everything, but, but seeing you play it live and, and how it all works was just amazing. Give us a little, little background on that. Um, I've been making guitars since high school. Um, that's why I took shop class. Like I just took it just to make a guitar. I took it just to get high, but you know, <laughs> <laughs> go in the back room, you know, spark Man. it up. Nice. 
And we I, made some awesome bowls in Woodshop. Yeah, yeah. I just made them for me for the longest time, mm. and um, and then I had this one that I, I that had this like funny shape and it was hanging on the wall, and um, I'm, I have a, a big old nerdy prog background, you know, full of double necks and all that, and um, and it was hanging on my wall, and I was like just looking at it, I'm like, I wonder if I could put like another little guitar that like attached to the other one in that little spot, and then um, unlike a lot of those ideas that you might like brush off and <laughs> that's a neat idea I like actually did it and um, and built this thing built a prototype and had them um, so they they hooked together magnetically and then um, made a second prototype and and sold some so that's that's and it's still going strong so well, I wanted to ask you after after seeing the set and, and seeing how, how it all went how it worked and everything you know and I'm not a luthier, nor am I a guitar player by any stretch of anybody's imagination. But do, doesn't the, the magnets that you use to attach it to, doesn't that affect the sound at all? No. And I was worried about that myself before I got started, like, because okay. it uses those neodymium magnets, those super, okay. like, crazy strong magnets. That's like scientific stuff, kids, so, you know, look so it up. So I didn't know if that's going to mess up the magnetic field of the actual pickups. Right. And, and until I made the first prototype and discovered quickly... Had, had no effect on it at all. Very nice. So I was you get an awesome tone out of those too. Oh, thank you. You know, I really. I mean, it's you know, live especially. It was you know, you get that that kind of western feel, and it's a modern day western, not not like the good, the bad, the ugly on horseback and dusty trail in eighteen hundred western. It's a modern day type of western sound that cool. I'm hearing from you guys. But it's you also get you know a rock tone out of it too it's fun for me to like in my own mind in this band it's like the band is like as a sum is putting out this thing but in my own little slice of that I get to be like like Alex Lifeson or Jimmy Page and just like beat the shit out of my guitar sometimes and and be obnoxious he's the freak on stage really seriously is he a freak on a leash though that's that's what we all need to know (laughs) you know that's that's to be discussed no in the comment, next in the next segment, but um, we, we might, don't need to we hear the, we don't need to hear the S and M stories. Really. We might get there. You know. <laughs> no, <laughs> as Scott's over here just giggling away. Um, <laughs> Scott's really fun to watch on stage. Am uh, I he's wrong? My yeah, he's no, he, my favorite. Like, it's great. I mean, he is Mickey, a performer. I mean, he is a performer. He's and crazy I, I'll, balls. I'll, I'll, yeah, like I never saw anything like it, and I cannot be having a shit day, and. You I just, can just feed off that energy, and it's great. So what were you going to say? Well, I, I, you know, I'm usually on the side, and, and I find myself that I'm watching Nikki and Scott, <laughs> not really, like, looking at the audience or acknowledging anybody else <laughs> in the room. I'm just entertained by my own band. And, um, yes, Scott, Scott is, a, is an awesome guitar player, and he builds a lot of pedals and amps, too, so he's, he's kind of crafting that sound, you know, from, the, from every step of it. Yeah. So yes, kids, you can get a virgin sound. <laughs> yes, you can. Well, the only thing you're gonna oh, get virgin anymore. You can but, you sound know, like a virgin. You can sound like a virgin. <laughs> yeah, I gotta work which is almost better. marketing. Yeah. Almost better. Get your virginity back. Yes. Of course, it's oh, talks. there you go. Ah, oh, I like it. So awesome. Hey, we need to play more music. All right. We're gonna go a little bit more upbeat now. Um, I believe this is the first single from the album. Hmm. The song is called "In the End." This is the mm-hmm. Bloodthirsty Virgins. And you're listening to it on the Cat Club Podcast. Oh, 
Bloodthirsty Virgins. The song is called In the End from their self-titled debut full-length album released in November of 2016. In the End, fantastic song. You have a great video for it. Thank you. Filmed at, I believe, Natalie's... No. no. Where was it filmed? Dickston. Dickston. Why not? Oh, Dick's how did Dan. I screw that up? It's all good because we were just at Natalie's, man. Oh, previewing snap. something else. Yeah. But no harm, no foul, man. Dickston. Let me tell you about Dickston. I love Dickston. Dick's oh, it's the greatest. Fucking A. First of all, <laughs> all of the bartenders are tits hot, but nobody is tits hotter than Krista Kitty. I don't know if you know Krista Kitty, but she's going to be... I sat in the corner the one time I've been in there. So Every one of my videos from now on, she will be the star of. She's and yes, James, an amazing somebody person. Somebody put Baby in the corner that night. <laughs> <laughs> so. But yeah, they had like a some kind of pool tournament going on or something. And they were like, just go ahead and come in and film this. And, and people were really annoyed. And we had like 50 freaky people show up. and People came off the streets to be in the video. Yeah. I, mean. I gave everybody a free beer. And, and uh, we were blessed to have <coughs> our first experience working with John E. Bright, nice. who is a genius. And he put all that together. It was amazing. Yeah, it was really amazing. I mean, the, the video, the, it, it kind of captures the feel of your sound, if that makes sense. In a way. Now, I can also picture you guys doing a video where, you know, you're all in, like, dusters and you're oh. out oh, in yeah. sagebrush and, and whatnot, too. Yeah. And then there's a bunch of, like, you know, motorcycles. There's and not of- Harleys, either. I'm thinking more like, you know, customized cafe racers. <laughs> cool. You know, because cafe racers really fit with his Scott's guitars. Yeah. You, know. like you strike me as a cafe racer kind of guy. <laughs> Am I close? Maybe. If I if I could afford something like that, yeah, I would totally get yeah. So totally totally let's just build one. Mini band. Okay. <laughs> yeah, why don't you just fucking it's, build you just, one? You just, you just buy like a three hundred or a three fifty cc Honda or something and you just customize it. Oh, I love yourself. those. I love those. You know, old Triumphs too. Bastardize the parts. I think you. They do. have swap meets up at uh, Middle High. Nice. The race course. Oh, yeah. Yeah. We filmed part of that, um, what was that, rice paddy? That We filmed part of that video right outside that rice paddy location before they started building around it in Grant Park. I don't think I was there for that. I don't know. Oh, yeah, yeah. That was in the in like that grassy area by rice paddy. Yeah, it, that was, that's a really cool, mysterious place. It is. I'd love to have a gig there. Oh. It won't be mysterious That sounds like long. a really cool, weird place to have a show. Maybe we need to do something about that. Like a motorcycle like a motorcycle graveyard slash badassery show. Like, Ooh. Although it's not a really a graveyard. They're really putting shit together there. It's really that weird. That is true. But the music signifies another break. We're coming back on the other side with more music from Bloodthirsty Virgins. This is the Cat Club Podcast. If you don't like them, I'm sure your sister will. Hey, babe, you want to go out? Today, there's a beer for everyone. Hey, me and the guys are going out for a beer. You want to come along? Nah, I got a lot of data to enter into the computer tonight. Now, there's a brew for the future. Want me to bring you something back? Thanks, but I got some right here. Microsoft Brew. You got a beer tap on your computer? With a head so thick, you can float a mouse on it. Let me get this straight. You make your own beer with the computer? With the right software, you can do anything. Microsoft Brew. Here, I call this one Windows 95. I don't know. It leaves a bad taste in my mouth. And if you got to get there quicker, try the new ISDN malt liquor. Hi, Tom Bodet. Of all the things invented in 1962, some have faded away, like cassette tapes. And others are still very much with us, like lava lamps and Motel 6. Yep, Motel 6 is celebrating 50 years of giving travelers a good night's rest and saving you more for what you travel for. But we're just getting started. In fact, the longer you watch us, the better we get. Kind of like a lava lamp. Trippy. I'm Tom Bodette for Motel 6. 50 years and the light's still on. Go ahead, make your jokes, Mr. Jokey. Joke maker. I am anything but funny. Nor am I a joke maker. <laughs> As the saying goes, I have a great face for radio. I am Rick Gethin. This is the Cat Club Podcast. With me in the studio today, we are blessed to have Bloodthirsty Virgins, Nikki Wonder, Scott Gorsuch, and James Worcester. Unfortunately, Keith Hanlon could not join us. Yeah. Your drummer. He's bringing home the bacon, He's man. He's bringing home the bacon. Keith works at uh, Music Hall Recording. Correct. Um, you know, and he had this work thing, couldn't do the show. Yeah. So, 
Keith, we love you. We really do. We do but love Keith. We're going to need a note from your, from your doctor or something. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to need a note from your proctologist that this was legitimate, Keith. Well, that that's if Keith lets him take the fingers out of his ass. You know. <laughs> oh Sorry, yes, I went there. No. So, I don't mean to. Keith, I'm only kidding if you're listening. Um. <laughs> Keith was actually the recording engineer on our record. Yes. And he's... Um, I have to say, of the band, I'm so in love with these guys, I can't even tell you. I've never had an experience like this where I feel really, truly connected to the people that I'm working with for so long. Usually Mm -hmm. there's, the band is usually like a dysfunctional family, like you love each other for a short time, then everything fucking sucks, and then you're you're kind of friends again, then everything's really fucking hard, and then you break up. But that hasn't happened with this group. They're just really, they're all individually lovely people. They got their shit together. Well, I don't know if they have their shit together. They're just lovely yeah, well, people. In regards, in regards to the band. Yeah, yes. it's, in regards to the band, they're lovely yes. fucking people, and they do have their shit together. I can count on them. They're amazing. So they, now, I'm, I'm holding in my hands the vinyl yeah. copy that, that you so gracious, grace, that I can speak, graciously yeah. uh, handed me at your show yeah. at the Shrunken Head, uh, produced by you, Nikki, and Keith. Yes. Um, engineered, mixed, and mastered by Keith yeah. Hanlon. I mean, what is he? Jack of all trades here. Oh, totally. He's very talented, at, at yes. Um, additional engineering, mixing by Scott. Yes. Mm-hmm. So also you, you very, your, your very talented. In it. Um, recorded at Bun Manic Pipe Organs. Talk yeah. a little bit about that. Scott, that's yours. Um, until quite recently, I worked there for nearly 20 years. Uh, building pipe organs for churches, like church, church yeah. pipe organs. Oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, straight up churches and theaters, and which stuff. sounds so amazing. It's a weird job. Yeah, uh, it's like it pegs everybody's weird jobometer. Well, I've you, seen, I've seen. I think it was an episode of Thirty Jobs. On yes. Discovery Channel, yeah, Mike. Yes. Where, yeah, Mike yeah. Rowe. He went in and cleaned yeah, yeah, yeah. up an old pipe organ. Yeah, and I saw church. that one too. Yeah, yeah. It was like insane. Yeah, yeah. So totally it's, insane. It's a weird job, <laughs> but um, it's a great space acoustically. Huge, like marble and terrazzo and glass, so drums sound like Zeppelin instantly in that room. So, so it has a big sound. Oh yeah, super big live sound. Wow. Well, the room that we recorded in is called the erecting room, <laughs> as opposed to erection room, kids. Maybe and it not. does have a little plaque that says this erection is temporary. However, <laughs> it does. It legitimately does. We even put a picture of it on our Facebook page. We thought it was hilarious. Wait. But it's like it's like what two or three stories high with the with the oh, yeah. floors missing. It's like a like so a, you've got this giant like what is it twenty feet high at least mm-hmm. like ceiling. I mean the echoing and the reverb in there is just luscious. Luscious. Yeah, as I recall, I think we recorded a lot at music hall, and then once we started to record at the organ room, at the erecting room. <laughs> uh, we were like, we have Screw to. Screw it, we're not calling it Bun Minic anymore. <laughs> it's the erection room. We like, we have to redo all of our drum tracks because it sounds right. amazing in this room. So we did. That's right. Well, and was it so? It was, it was a. I don't want to say a lucky occasion, but maybe a fortuitous happenstance. Oh sure. That you discovered that how big everything sounded. Yeah. Put together. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah I think Scott's been keen on it for quite some time. So. Yeah, yeah, Scott's got maybe three CDs out now, and I think he recorded at least his first two using Bun Minnick. Oh, yeah. Um, did, for his drums, at least, yeah, if I not for the Yeah, I played all the drums piano. in that same room. It's, yeah. it's like super Zeppelin-y. It just... Yeah. Super crappy, Zeppelin-y. Crappy drums sound The ghost of that room. John Bonham. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Pounding through your skull. Where is that located at? Yeah. Well, it's it's out of business now. Um, oh, it's literally in just in the last week. Yep. Literally. Yeah. Um, it was a short north, like Harrison West neighborhood, like oh, Michigan okay. Avenue. Wow. So, yeah. Sorry to see it going. I never even got to go. Yeah. I really would have loved to have seen the sign. It's a really cool place. Yep. It was sure. really really neat. Now I'm gonna have to stalk your Facebook page and I'll send it to find you. Some. Oh, you can send me it. I'll send you that temporary erection, Rick. Don't Woo! you worry. <laughs> Don't Who you fear. Who needs an email, kids? Fear not. But I'll tell you what, uh, to cool off these flames, I'm going to get another beer, and we're going to play more music. This song from their debut album, As We Fall Apart by Bloodthirsty Virgins on the Cat Club Podcast. There's a bed. 
As we fall apart by bloodthirsty virgins here on the Cat Club podcast, wonderful, wonderful song, and that that really that song right there, Nikki, is very much a torch song. I have to tell you right now, and tell the whole world right now, I found that song. It's the only song on our album that is a cover. Everything else is nice. my own writing, um, but um, that is done by Don Parrish Schlotman who is a New Yorker now, but used to be a Columbus man. And, Woohoo um, for New York! Woo, baby! Um, he's in a couple of um, couple of groups. He's currently working with a group called Dolphins Don't Love. And I have to no, say... No, they just snuggle. <laughs> yeah, he's, 
He's just a really prolific songwriter, and I would just, as a habit, start clicking on the things he would share. And um, his version of As We Fall Apart is a very morose, deep, baritone, sparse with guitar reverb, um, Nick Cave kind of influenced. And I heard this song, and it resonated with me so much that mm-hmm. I shared it with the, with the guys. And when they enjoyed it so much... I asked I asked him if we could do that on our album. Very nice. So um, he's he's really something else, and he's come through Columbus once before and played with us. I hope he comes again soon. Well, that'll be neat. Yeah, he's that'll amazing. Yeah, I'd like to see that too. So make sure you let us know. I will. How about that, James? I have to ask you why why the fuzz pedal? I mean, going back to the you know coming from that bluegrass background, sure, and you know playing an upright bass, and now you're playing electric bass. And then, holy shit, bass player gets a mind of his own and goes on and buys a pause pedal. Yay! I I mean, it fits the sound. Don't get me wrong. I I love it. Currently, just the one pedal. uh, So I feel like I'm very reserved in uh, preserving my acoustic upbringing. But uh, (laughs) no, it just, um, I I got it because I was just been recently. Uh, just wanting to try some new stuff and it, I, you know, when I, I haven't really figured out how to use it yet, but, um, when we played live the last couple of times, I think I've used it for like one song and it just kind of gives it a little more, I think it helps, it, it kind of, uh, mashes with Scott's guitar on certain songs really well. Well, it's not over the top buzz though. No, and the one I got in particular had a lot of control. So I looked at some that just made it super Kind fuzzy. of dipping your toe in the water. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh-huh. It's been, in the last few months, been uh, really fantasizing about having a pedal board and all that stuff for guitar as well. Um, See, but, he fantasizes about pedal boards. He yeah, no! Isn't that cool? And, and, I mean, that's, that's well, amazing for a bass player. And when we yeah. first asked him to play with us, he was like, I don't have an electric guitar. And I was like, I'll buy you one. Let's just do it. Yeah, like, I do. love you, man. And, he, and I think he's crossed over the threshold to, like, you know, You've come to the dark side, man. And really now is. he's like, you know. Uh, I have to interject at this point that James is actually actually a hell of a guitar player. Fantastic. Mandolin, banjo, all of that. Oh, yes. dude. Dude, yes. I, got, I got a... We're going to talk after the show, James. Cool. We're going to talk after... But more music. You know what that means. What? We have to take a break. Gosh, dang it. It rocks here. Bud Light presents Real Men of Genius, Hawaiian style. Real Men of Genius. Today we salute you, Mr. Moped Super Upper. Mr. Moped Super Upper. Any tourist can rent a crummy bicycle with an engine, but only you have the moxie to put a V twin on it and fly up Diamond Head without a helmet. Yeah! Is that a volcano erupting? No, it's just your muffler. Mine's louder than yours. You take an underpowered piece of junk and turn it into an overpowered piece of junk. Get my motor riding. So crack open an ice cold Bud Light, oh maestro of the motorbike. We'd sing your praises, but with that muffler, you couldn't hear us. Mr. Moped Super Upper. Bud Light Beer, Anheuser-Busch, St. Louis, Missouri. Looks like it's going to be a two-on-one, a menage a trois of paint. Usually you pay double for that kind of action, Cotton. Yes, you do. Sometimes even triple. <laughs> Pull out your credit cards, kids. The last segment is here. We have but one more song and just a few more stories. They are the Bloodthirsty Virgins, Nikki Wonder, Scott Gorsuch, and James Worcester. Worcester or Worcester? You know, I've always said Worcester, but I think you have the correct pronunciation. It's just not the one that I use. Okay. <laughs> I'm from New York. I'm an asshole. I don't care. No, I mean, you are, you've done your research and know the proper way to say it. That's how the people from, from Worcester, Ohio say Correct, Worcester. they do. But now if you want to go to, like, Worcester, Mass., it's W-O-O-S-T-A. Worcester. 
Yeah. <laughs> Maybe throw an H on the end, you know, because everything's wicked good up there. <laughs> wicked shot. But, uh, you know, I, I digress. Um, so, James, you play mandolin, you play guitar, you play bass guitar. Um, yeah. I mean, all-around musician. Uh, yeah, I, um, I, I, I play mainly in, in my spare time guitar, and then, um, you know, I get the pleasure to, to play bass with these guys, um, and so, but yeah, I, uh, if I'm just sitting around the living room, I'm usually singing some kind of, uh, old bluegrass, you know, finger picking, flat picking kind of song. What's your favorite bluegrass song or, and or band? If you had to pick one, um, Del McCurry is is, okay. is one of my favorites. Um, Brian Sutton's a guitar player I really love right now. Um, there's a lot of bands that are genre bending in the bluegrass realm, and you know, uh, Infamous String Dusters and Fruition, um, sure. stuff like that. I, I I love all that kind of stuff. So you're open to new ideas and new oh, sounds. Yeah. Hence, I'm in this band. I mean, it's a total diversion from what I've. I think been. it's. I mean, it's it's a great fit. He's amazing. His, his background, I mean, everybody's backgrounds of the band. It just, it's like... Phew. It almost doesn't work on paper. Yeah. yeah. Totally. I mean, I wouldn't think to put it together on paper. But in real life, though, it, it totally works. Because the yeah. sound, it just messy, meshes very well. Yeah. Well, thanks. I always dreamed of having a band that felt this good, and it feels really good. <laughs> They're lovely, and they totally support every stupid idea I have. <laughs> now, now, Scott, you you mentioned uh, previously earlier in the show that uh, you had that prog background. Oh yeah, favorite song and or band, prog band. Oh jeez, man, I'm a old school Rush nerd for sure. Okay, now before you go on, All right. what era of Rush? Um, I'm personally Corrosive Steel and earlier. Oh wow, that's that's album three. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm a Rush nerd too, guys. Oh from, my god, they're nerding out. From Fly By Night to uh, uh, Farewell to Kings which is my favorite chunk. Okay. So Very right in there, like fucking Caress of Steel and 2112. Jesus Lord, yeah. So that power prog metal. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Dream Theater, Alan Holdsworth, all that shit. I saw Dream Theater live in the early 90s. Yeah. One time up in like Grand Rapids, Michigan, some ballroom. Oh, they're so good. They're I mean, stupid good. James Labrie's voice was great, but it was it was Portnoy on the drums that just blew me away. Oh no, he's a he's freak. Yeah, yeah, for sure. They're all just complete freaks. Yeah, very. That's what very you get if you just like do nothing but practice forever. <laughs> <laughs> That's what they did. They practiced forever. Practice makes dream theater. <laughs> Instead of perfect. Yes. Or are we saying dream, dream Theater is perfect? No. Or they attempt to be? Yeah, maybe that. They attempt to be. Yeah. So, Nikki, yeah. we come to you. What? The prodigal child. What? <laughs> um, you didn't really profess any, you know, one genre of music. Mm-hmm. You know, whereas James comes from the bluegrass background, you know, and Scott has, has that, that prog uh, background. Yeah. Would punk... Or um, goth, be a fair... My number one heartstring is David Bowie, forever and always. And not just because he passed and he's trendy, but because I know a lot of David Bowie and I have most of my vinyl is him. What and era of David Bowie? God, all, all of, of it. it. I mean, it's lovely. I love all of it. Scary Monsters, Low. I he love evolved the next so day. much as an artist. He just, he really had some balls, man. And wasn't that, afraid. Wasn't afraid to think outside the box. That last thing he just came out with was just so amazing. Right before oh. he passed, and I remember posting like, "This man has more balls at sixty fucking nine than any of us will ever have." And then, bam, you know. But um, he's my dream. Well, but he still has them. They're just you know not pumping blood or anything. They're just ethereal out. now. Yeah, <laughs> ethereal balls. There's a band name. Ethereal balls. Oh, ethereal I like balls. It. Let's I like do it, it Rick. Let's do it now. Oh, what am I going to do? I'll, I'll be the roadie. You know? That's about, yeah, about what I can I'm, do. I'm influenced by a lot of old school stuff. I got, <laughs> to, I got to pop my cherry with Jack Neat and Matt Newman shared so much. We got to sing Eartha Kitt. 
Oh, and like, you know, there's like, one I love. Like Anne Margaret, you know, weird. Irma Thomas. Irma now, Thomas now, is Anne my Margaret most favorite. From, from Tommy the Who era? No, Anne fuck Margaret? that. No, that's a hot mess. That's a hot mess of Anne Margaret. <laughs> no. I had to throw that in there, Nikki. You know that. Anne Margaret from the. Well, I'll tell you what. Hold that thought. We're going to play one last song, and it is quite possibly my favorite from the debut album. No way. Yeah, way. I would think so. (laughs) Yes, kids. This is Virginia of my dreams. They are the Bloodthirsty Virgins. This is the Cat Club Podcast. I want to be a good wife, not only because it's right, but because I once read a book, or maybe I heard it, that when you fall in love, somewhere... Somehow, you hear the sound of a flute. He wants her. He's been watching for a while. The movements that sweet, shy smile.
And the film cuts off at the end of the song. Virginia of My Dreams by Bloodthirsty Virgins. You know, hearing it once again, I have to say it is my favorite track on the album. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Thanks. Because it, it just hits so many different styles, but not so far apart that it doesn't work. You know, Thank and you. it takes you on this this journey almost of closure at the end. Is what I was feeling. Am I, am I reading too much into it? No, I think you got it right on, yeah. right on the mark. Absolutely. I want to play it my eulogy. Oh yeah. <laughs> no! My wake. Well, it's an Irish wake, so you got to drink just, anyway. I'll just know? show up and I'll drink. I'm, you know, and I'll sing like an Irish girl. Virginia, <laughs> <of> my dreams. <laughs> oh, Nelly. <laughs> That's kind of scary, right there. Um, not actually, it's not. Um, now, uh, the next time the Bloodthirsty Virgins, our listeners can see you live, mm-hmm. is just this coming Saturday. Yep, this Saturday at the King Avenue 5. February King, 17th? Yeah, the 17th. Uh, we'll be opening, so all of my old uh, older friends who are always bitching about how late we play can come on out. We're going to be opening for the Furs, which is a very excellent, I have to say, a psychedelic Furs cover band. Um, Run by John Coleman. Yes. John mm-hmm. Coleman. And I, I had have, him on the show. I was a little bit, you know, I got my little Richard Butler fan phase in my background, and I was a little bit oh, but discriminating. Nikki. And I went and I checked them out at Dick's Den, and I tell you, he's got that. He's got that tone, and last, he does it. Last just year, right. John Coleman put together the Disorder Band. Yeah. Cover Joy Division. He's nuts, man. Go to go to the website. Yeah. I reviewed the show. <laughs> yeah. It was me. I mean. Huge He's, Joy Division fan right here. He so, does a fantastic yeah. uh, Richard Butler, I'll tell you yes, that. So next Saturday, uh, mm-hmm. do you have a ticket price? I don't have a ticket price. I really don't. I apologize. I'm assuming <clears throat> maybe five, ten dollars I don't know. Honestly. It's not going to be that much. And King no. Avenue 5 is a great little venue. It is. Yeah, it it's is. a really cool venue. The food's venue. awesome. The sound is great. It's yes. a nice big acoustic room. Yes. Acoustically, it's a big room. Yes. And we might be pulling out some of our gothy covers because, you know, Ooh. we got to come up toe-to-toe with the furs. Ooh, gothy covers from the Bloodthirsty Virgins. Turf War, I think. So maybe some Decay? Maybe. Oh, oh you're teasing me now. Maybe some... Um... Say it. <laughs> no, Say it. Say it or don't, it doesn't matter. Uh-huh. Post-game show is brought to you by Christ, I can't find it. The hell with it. Bob Uecker. You always have to love him when he joins the show. <laughs> um, I have to thank Bloodthirsty Versions. Mickey Wonder, Scott Gorsuch, James Worcester. And Keith Hanlon. And Keith Hanlon, who's not here. Um, so Keith, we, we missed you. We'll have to have you on the next show. Um, your next show, next Saturday, February 17th, I believe. Yes. At King Avenue 5, opening yes. for the first. Come on down. Next week on the Cat Club Podcast, we have the one and only Randy Malloy from CD 102.5. See ya! Well, I hope you folks enjoyed yourselves. Catch you later on down the trail.